From the studios of Teeing It Up in the swamps of Jersey and Charleston, South Carolina, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint um, for week 15 of the National Football League. It is Sunday, December 20th. The year is 2020. Luke, good morning. Good morning. Um, anything you take away from yesterday's two games besides the fact that the Bills Mafia showed up at 2 a.m. at the airport to welcome them home? Um, you know, I don't know how much I take away from that Bills-Broncos game. I thought the Broncos were going to keep it close, but they are so depleted in the secondary that it led to Josh Allen being able to have great success. Uh, for Buffalo, the way they've played, I guess we need to start taking them seriously in the AFC. I still have concerns about Josh Allen in a big game, but the way they've been playing the last month or two, you know, I guess we have to put them maybe right up there with the Chiefs in regards to uh, trying to come out of the AFC. And the Packers-Panthers, it kind of went how I expected. Aaron Rodgers uh, didn't look very good, but the Packers still found the way to win, and that's important uh, that they can keep that number one seed in the NFC. What's, what is missing from this Packers team? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, because it's interesting. Aaron Rodgers has been having this MVP-type season, and then yet yesterday it was kind of more the run game and the defense, and, and Rodgers uh, wasn't really his normal self, it seems. Um, I, for me, when I've watched this Packers team all year, I have felt that Green Bay has always played best with a lead, and they usually, Rodgers is good enough, but they usually jump out to a lead. But defensively, it's a better defense when they play from ahead and they can worry about pressuring the quarterback and stopping the run. And same offensively, when you're playing with a lead, it's a little bit easier. I think in general, Green Bay could use some more playmakers on offense other than Devontae Adams. Uh, but for the team, the biggest concern going into the playoffs for me would just be that they, they still seem, I know they're 11-3, and three, they're the number one seed, but they still seem like they have to follow a certain script to win games. And when they've lost this year or even last year, it's when they face teams that can run the football and just pound it against them. And when that other team can run it, continue to run it, because they have the lead. And that's my concern at Green Bay, is that they play much better when they're ahead, and they don't play so well when they are trailing and, and have to play a different style of football. Um, you'll see why I'm asking that question um, a little later. We start today with Jets-Rams. Why am I bringing up an Owen and whatever team? What is it now? It's Owen... 13. Lucky number 13. Owen 13. Jeez. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Why do you think I'm bringing them up? I am dying to find out. Because Adam Gase admitted this week that he's let ownership down. And this is this bizarre thing where the Jets have no successor inside the organization that take over. They have a history of not firing coaches during the season. So we're having these odd press conferences where Adam Gaze has to defend himself, but also speak the truth and speak in past tense. It's very odd, Luke. Um, and I don't know how I would feel as a player. I, I honestly don't. And as a result, I am a little confused as to how to feel about this game as a fan, because I want this team to get one win. I fully believe that the Jags, I said this last week, will, will win a game. And look, they almost beat your Vikings. I fully believe that they're going to win a game at some point. So I think the Jets can get to 1-15 and, and still get the one seed, uh, the, the uh, first pick, sorry, in the draft. I'm, I'm thinking college football playoff here, Luke. Um, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> I've got the rankings too much in my head. Um, so, for me, I just feel like 
what's happening around this team is this slow motion letting go of everybody with no impetus to speed it up. And on the other side, you look at Jared Goff and the Rams. This is an opportunity for them to utterly demolish a team. And yet I was asked yesterday, will the Jets cover the spread? I said, they'll cover it for three quarters. And the person said to me, you can't bet on three quarters. Can you please tell me if they will cover the spread for the game? And I'll say no. Yeah, um, I mean, when you look at the, the betting odds, the Rams are minus 1,800 on the money line. Uh, I mean, obviously a heavy favorite. Uh, in this game, I do like the under. I would take the under 44.5 because the Rams have not scored over 24 points at home all year, and we know the Jets' offense is terrible. Um, but uh, it's interesting. We're, we're so, we can be so fickle in just in general as uh, sports fans or even analysts. And so after what we saw yesterday in college football, I saw a lot of people already saying, Oh, you know, Justin Fields, uh, I would start to hesitate about him as the number two pick. You could see a clear difference between Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, yada, yada, yada. I don't know if that truly is the case amongst NFL teams and scouts, just because Justin Fields, you know, didn't play very uh, good yesterday and has had two kind of stinkers this year where Trevor Lawrence really hasn't. Um, We've had more of a bigger body of work than these two games. I don't know how much that changes in the mind of these scouts or evaluators, but point being, some people... Uh, started to think yesterday there is a much bigger gap between Lawrence and Justin Fields than maybe we've been thinking, which, my point being, you know, makes it more important to make sure you secure that number one pick and maybe do so by having to lose out the rest of the way. I don't think the Jets win uh, this game. Um, maybe they keep it under the 17 because, like I said, the Rams don't play very well at home and they have the Seahawks next week. But, you know, for the Jets at this point, obviously, just make sure you get your, your hands on Trevor Lawrence. Vikings, Bears, Vikings, Saints. Vikings, Bears today, Vikings, Saints on Christmas. We will not talk to you, Luke, until after Christmas. So we're going to do both games at once here for the Vikings. What are the Vikings playing for? What do you think they can accomplish today against the Bears? And then how do you see Christmas playing out? Because Christmas to me, is a crapshoot because I don't know how good Drew Brees is going to be today, and we'll get to that shortly. So, Luke, as you look at this game as a Vikings fan, do you think they can be a wild card team? Do you think that they're coming together at the right time? Or do you think that we're going to have an issue here where they're going to fall off and we're just going to be in no man's land, losing to the Bears in, in typical Vikings fashion, and then getting demolished on Christmas and ruining a bunch of Christmas days for Viking fans? Well, you know, if they lose today, it will take away a lot of the uh, the muster for, for Christmas. It'll make that game probably not as important. Today could be a quasi-elimination game for the Bears or Vikings because whichever team loses, you know, if the Cardinals win, uh, then whichever team loses in the Vikings-Bears, now you're two games out, which is two games to play, and I, I'd have to look at the tiebreakers. You know, that may already be enough to eliminate you. Otherwise, your elimination number may be one. Right? You'd have to win out, have two other teams lose out, yada, yada, it's the whole thing. So today is kind of like an elimination game for the Vikings or Bears. And so if you're the Vikings, you beat the Bears earlier this year. We know the Bears have been struggling lately. Now you get the Bears at home. I mean, this is clearly a, a must-win if you want to stay relevant. If not, maybe the Christmas Day game doesn't become so important. But I could see it'd be classic Vikings. They win today against the Bears. Maybe even the Cardinals lose. The Vikings, maybe, I'd have to check the tiebreakers. You know, maybe they take over the seventh seed again. And Christmas Day becomes a huge deal. Uh, that becomes their season. And then they just get, you know, shellacked on a short week in New Orleans. And Drew Brees will probably look incredible after probably struggling today. That's just the way it goes for Vikings, uh, the Vikings. And I have 
distinct memories of three Christmases that they have ruined. By I don't remember the Vikings ever winning uh, on Christmas. They're 0-3 in my memory off the top of my head. They'll probably lose Friday against the Saints. But if they don't win today, Friday becomes a lot less important. So you got to find a way to win today against Mitch Trubisky and the Bears. you got to win this game and stay in this race in the NFC. Uh, New England-Miami. This is interesting because now that the AFC East has been wrapped up and we know the streak is going to be over for the Pats, I believe the Pats are going to lose this game and not even make the playoffs. This Dolphins team is kind of pseudo-hanging around, pseudo-annoying people. Um, I don't know if they'll be the additional wild card. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to play out. But in my mind... You have a situation here where I think you're looking at a Viking team that, or, sorry, not a Viking team, a, a Dolphin team that is hanging on by an itty-bitty thread and could uh, pose some problems to, uh, to opponents over the next three weeks. What's your thoughts on the, Vi uh, on the uh, Dolphins? Sorry. I keep saying Vikings. You've got me obsessed with your team, Luke. Yeah, I, hope, I don't blame you. I, I know. Um... It's interesting with the Dolphins because of what you just said. I mean, right now, if the season ended today, they're a playoff team. And yet, I get the sense that they are kind of hanging on that, that I don't anticipate the Dolphins actually be there at year's end. Uh, now, they're clinging to that lead by, with the tiebreaker over Baltimore. And when you look at Baltimore's remaining schedule, I mean, the Ravens really should, should win out. They play three uh, terrible teams. They play the Jaguars, they play the Giants at home, and they play the Bengals. The Ravens should win all of those games, meaning that the Dolphins will also have to win out. So I think there's more pressure, certainly, on Miami. And there's always been a little bit of that flukish nature to Miami and what they've accomplished so far this year. Um, so I think the pressure's on them. They have a, a tougher schedule. They have to face uh, teams, uh, the Raiders and the Bills the last two weeks after the Patriots today. And I like the Patriots today, and maybe this is just me continuing to fall for this trap of Bill Belichick. But uh, I like the Patriots for a number of different reasons. Belichick is so good against young quarterbacks. We saw what he did to Justin Herbert a couple of weeks ago. He has not lost to a rookie quarterback in eight years. Uh, he has done well against former assistants. I know Brian Flores beat him last year, week 17, but he's 2-1 and one against Brian Flores, and he's 14-8 and eight against former Patriots assistant. And the Dolphins rely on turnovers. Miami's only 500 when they don't get multiple turnovers, and the Patriots have turned it over just three times in the last six games. So the Patriots have struggled in Miami historically, uh, and, they, and, and historically the numbers suggest that in divisional matchups, the team that loses the first game has a better chance of winning the second game, but uh, just in this particular matchup, I like Belichick against the young quarterback, against the former coach. And after the Dolphins ruined the Patriots' season last year, I think New England returns will favor today. Mm. We shall see. Cleveland Giants, Colt McCoy versus Baker Mayfield. Um, this is an interesting game to me because, A, it's relevant. B, it gets flexed to Sunday night. I have Giant fan friends who are freaked out about this because they hate being on Sunday night. They don't think it's going to work out well for them. This is my thing. Daniel Jones was not Daniel Jones last week, and that was one of those losses that, and one of those games that you need to be able to have Daniel Jones at full strength to be able to properly be a part of your team. So as a result of all of what I just said, I fully believe that the Giants will surprise the world and win this game and that this is the Browns' slide Finally, if not, and if the Browns win this game, I think they are a legitimate playoff team. I think they are better than the Ravens. And I believe fully, 
fully that the Browns will win a game in the playoffs. I, I think tonight is that kind of game for them. If they win tonight, I think they'll win in the playoffs. It's ambitious, but I fully believe that. Well, it's interesting. I mean, this is one of those. I know it's Sunday Night Football got flexed, all that sort of stuff. It's a big game for the playoffs. But after, even in that loss against the Ravens, I think a lot of people came away more impressed with the Browns. And like, ooh, Cleveland, you know, they are legit. They can compete. They're here to stay. Baker Mayfield look good, all that sort of stuff. And so you had the big win against the Titans. You had the performance against the Ravens where even in a loss, people were talking positive about you. And now you go on the road against the Giants, short week. I'm sure it'll be cold there tonight, which, I mean, Cleveland's used to, but nonetheless, you know. And um, and this is a, an opportunity against the 5-8 and eight Giants that this could be one of those letdown spots after they've played well, at least on offense, the last two weeks. Uh, I agree with you about the quarterback position. If Daniel Jones was healthy, or even if Colt McCoy was out there last week, I, I think the Giants could have, I know they lost by 20, but I thought they could have won that game. Uh, Jones fumbled three times, changed the game. Um, and I, when I look at this matchup, the Giants are top 10 against the run. We know what the Browns like to do on the football. Browns defense hasn't been very good, so even with a Colt McCoy, maybe there's some opportunities there for the Giants offense to keep up. I don't know if the Giants win, but I think the spread of, of seven is a little high. I think this will be a close, tough, competitive game. I think the Giants are going to make it very tough on Cleveland because that's what they do. Um, and, and we'll see if Baker can make enough plays to get the Browns out of there with a victory. I'm not going to crown him or the Browns yet after what I saw Monday. The Baker's played really well the past month. That was a good sign on Monday Night Football that he can make plays on his own when necessary, but he's got to show me he can do that more than in just one game. Uh, Saints and Chiefs, I believe that the Saints are bringing back uh, Drew Brees too soon. Um, I think he needs an extra week. Whenever you're dealing with ribs and lungs, I would give it an extra week. They are not doing that in this case. In this case, as a result, they are bringing back um, uh, him early. They've put Michael Thomas on IR uh, with the ankle so that he can be prepared for the playoffs. I totally get why they're putting him on IR. They should have treated Breeze the same and waited another week. I believe the Chiefs win today going away by double digits. I don't think this game is close. I think it could, unfortunately, be a hit or two and Drew Brees gets hindered. Remember, even before this, Luke, there were questions about his arm strength. Sorry, but you're out, um, Drew Brees. I'm not a fan this week. Or maybe this is all a decoy and it'll just be a lot of Taysom Hill today. I don't know how this is going to play out, but I'm very skeptical that this Saint team can put up a good performance against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just utterly rolling, and it's inside the dome, on turf, hello track meet for Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. I am concerned about Breeze. I wouldn't put Breeze out there. I was surprised that they did, that they're rushing him back. Uh, I think maybe part of it, and we'll see. Like, like you said, how much is Breeze actually going to play? Is this some sort of decoy? But if he does play, if he actually goes out there and he's the normal quarterback and he takes this, the majority of the snaps like a normal Sunday, um, I think part of it is almost like the desperation. The Saints really need that one seed. I think it plays a big difference for New Orleans more so than other teams in the NFC because without that one seed, not only do you get the week off, that's a huge benefit, uh, especially first of all, like Breeze or even a Michael Thomas, but also because, as it currently stands, if you want to be in the NFC Championship, now you have Drew Brees going to Lambeau outdoors at the end of January as opposed to being inside. You already mentioned the arm strength, the concerns with Brees as he gets older. Now you have to go try to throw it through the, the cold and the wind at Lambeau uh, as opposed to staying indoors in that, that turf at home. So I think it's important for the Saints. They benefit more than most teams if they could get home field advantage throughout. 
and they need to win to keep pace with the Packers for that number one seed. Because otherwise, I mean, yeah, why are you rushing Drew Brees back uh, at this point? That's really the only thing uh, that, that I see. Uh, and the other point being as well that if you think you're a Super Bowl team and you could match up with the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, you know, why not send Taysom Hill out there and, and not really give up the, the playbook and then come Super Bowl time, assuming you get there, that's the goal, that's the hope, you have a healthy Drew Brees. Now, well, the last time you played the Chiefs, they had to get ready for Taysom Hill. Now it's, you know, getting ready for Drew Brees. It's completely different to give you an advantage in that game. Uh, I, I don't like it. We'll see how healthy Drew Brees is. Certainly a concern. Chiefs are going to come after him in, in the ribs. My only thing is that the Chiefs have not put away teams over the last five weeks. It's all been one-score games. So I think the Saints will be able to hang around. And if they win, I think it depends on how healthy Drew Brees actually is today. Yes, and I think this is one of those games and one of those days where um, if, if they get up early and you force um, the, the Saints to have to throw it more, and Alvin Kamara and company become non-factors, and you're forced to throw it, that just makes Breeze more of a target out there, and, and also why I don't like it. Yeah, it'll tee off on him for sure. So, uh, you know, we'll see what type of Drew Breeze we get. Reports where he looks good at practice, they realize, oh, this guy, he's a lot healthier than we thought he would be. Let's put him back out there, but I do think it's too soon. I mean, we'll find out. Maybe we'll go out there and play great, and there'll be no issue, but I would have given him at least another week. Okay, uh, we're getting to the end of our radio program, Luke. Aww. Yep. So, your game of the day. I guess it's got to be that one. Saints Chiefs could could be a Super Bowl preview. I agree, but that Super Bowl preview only happens if Drew Brees stays healthy, and if Drew Brees gets re-injured today, then where are we, right? So, oh yeah, that's part of it um, for me. Um, my sleeper game is Viking Saints because if Drew Brees does not make it through today and you guys beat the Bears, then Christmas becomes very intriguing in my mind. Yes, and I hope that's the case. Give me something to root for. And, and, and folks, just to be clear, I'm not rooting for Drew Brees to get hurt. I am just saying that this is an injury. And Luke, correct me if I'm coming off as, as having the wrong tone here, but I, I just am skeptical that he's going to be able to be a serviceable quarterback coming back this quickly from that injury. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair uh, response or a fair thought process. Um, and we'll see how he does. I, I hope there's something positive on Christmas Day to go along with the, the coal in my stockings. I need, I need a Vikings win. I need a big game for the Vikings. My sleeper game today, I'm going to say um, Buccaneers-Falcons because uh, it's in Atlanta, it's indoors, you know, the Falcons can put up points. Buccaneers need to continue to win for obvious reasons. Let's see how Tom Brady plays. But these divisional games, when you include the Falcons, Matt Ryan in that offense, uh, there's always the potential for high-scoring games and intrigue. So I'll go Buccaneers-Falcons. Okay, your... Um, uh, uh, your game to watch golf during... Uh, the woods during? What? The game to watch the, the Woods? Yes, Charlie yes, even though it's going to be Justin Thomas probably and his dad winning this thing. But, yes, the game to watch golf during. Uh, I guess Jets-Rams. Um, yeah, oh, 49ers-Cowboys as well as a, a boar fest. But uh, I'll say your Jets and the Rams. Yes, I, I, I would agree. Jets-Rams uh, is, is up there. Um, and also Monday Night Football is also my game to watch golf during. Yeah. Um, that is just ugly and not quite sure um, 
uh, what's going to happen with that game, but um, it should be one-sided. And uh, there's a guy starting that game for Cleveland who I've never heard of. Yes. Um, I, I think that says it all. Ryan Finley, I believe, is his name. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, who is that? And, like, where did he go to college and stuff? Because I've never heard of that gentleman. The great Ryan Finley. He went to uh, NC State. And, uh, yeah, and we'll get to see him. Uh, I think this is the second year in the league. Get to see him on Monday Night Football. Your person or player to watch today? Um, uh, for me, as you might imagine from this podcast, it is Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I could understand that. So let me go a uh, different, uh, different route. I'll say Jalen Hurts um, uh, with his second. You know, it's easier to make that first start when teams don't really know what to expect. What about the second one? He's on the road. Did not play well in the second half after the Saints made some adjustments last week. And now you go up against the Cardinals team that they get to practice against Kyler Murray. Uh, so what will Jalen Hurts do in Arizona? Can he hold on to this job? Will there be some sort of big quarterback drama this offseason in Philadelphia? Yes, we shall see how that plays out. All right, the, the uh, segment you never prep for, person player to watch today. Oh, Jalen Hurts. I just said Jalen Hurts. Oh, that's right. Explain <laughs> why again. Jalen Hurts, he's got, he's got a big, uh, big game today on the road. I, I got like five different things happening today. Um, and for me, I, 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 I said Drew Brees. That's right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm losing it, Luke. I'm losing it. This is what an 0-13 team does to you. It's such an important day for those two guys that we just have to reiterate it. Yes, exactly. Luke, thank you, as always. Uh, Pleasure, as always. Enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.